Everybody go tune into your favorite podcast. It's called Straight to the Point, number one podcast in the world. Go tune in, sports podcast. You already know. You know they want staring point. You know we straight to the point. Boy Chris with assists, fast breaks like a joint splitting half. Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas. That's a touchdown pass. You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away. You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say. They want staring point, you know we straight to the point. They want staring point, you know we straight to the point. They want staring point, you know we straight to the point. They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the. Team E76 bringing us into episode number 83 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris Here, my guy J-Dub. Yo, what's going on? Yo, we got so much to talk about. Your boy getting kicked out of practice and suspended. Oh, um, I'm talking about the, the 6'10 Australian guy. Uh, I'm talking NBA is back. Definitely got to talk about the New Milton Lakers. You know, your boy Wes was, you know, your boy uh, Westbrook was out there, you know, doing Westbrook-like things. Yeah, he had one back in. It's okay. It's okay. And then we're definitely going to talk about this past week in the NFL. But, Jared, first things first, let's talk about the elephant in the practice facility. Your boy, Mr. Kardashian himself, the 6'10 Australian point fraud. Jared, talk to me about what's going on. That's a lot. That's a lot going on. As we all know, Ben Simmons decided to come back. He showed up to the, the stadium to get his vaccination on like a Monday during a preseason game or maybe a Tuesday. Who actually knows the actual date? I don't have to look that up. But um, when he came back, he decided to, you know, uh, go back and resume team practices. He wanted to make sure that everything's ready for him to go air quotes play because as Chris and I both know, he may or may not play. But mm-hmm. in the wake of all this, he had a practice a couple of days ago and then he had a practice a day before, I guess, as we were then in the sixth game yesterday. yesterday he had a practice right then yesterday and got kicked out of that practice for, in hindsight, now it's being reported that he didn't want to do any drills. He had no energy. He was disengaged. So Doc was like, you, you cause him a distraction. You just go home. So because of the wake of that, the Sixers decided to suspend him. And because of that suspension, he won't be able to play in the home opener and he will also receive pay for that game. No, 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 so, no. This is not the home opener. Not home over. I'm sorry, not the home opener. You're right. It's the uh, first game of the season against the New Orleans Pelicans at their home opener. Um, during that time, it was we saw reports from Joel Embiid saying he's just there to win. He's tired of this man. We've seen Joel Embiid say he's not here to – he's not getting paid to babysit. In essence, talking about Ben Simmons. And then Doc was just like, right now, we're just focused on our team and focused on just winning and playing team basketball. That's the whole news around it, right? Mm-hmm. That's everything that's been reported about this Ben Simmons situation. Mm-hmm. What I take away from this whole thing is, what did we expect? We knew when Ben Simmons came back to the team, he wasn't there to really commit to practicing. Is, is anybody really, like, as a guy that wants to be out, is, is anybody going to really commit to practice? No. Is now, was Doc probably, he had the phone in the practice the first time, right? Now the second time, it's another practice where Doc's trying to get everybody engaged, trying to bring Ben Simmons into probably some first-team actions, probably trying to get Ben into the ball in the defense, trying to just build team chemistry back up a little bit. It's mm. not going to happen. So Ben wasn't having it. So Doc kicked him out. He got suspended. Now he's missing a game. Is this a bad look for the team and Ben Simmons? Absolutely. Is this probably helping Ben Simmons get traded? I think not at all. <laughs> I think, at, 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 if anything, this is making it look worse because now you're kind of ruining your reputation 
because other teams and other players are looking at this as a non-committal guy. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at guys that have wanted to be traded, except for Anthony Davis, who's pretty previously injured during his kind of like trade negotiations, trying to get traded by the team, mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler. Went to practice, and what did he do, Chris? Dominated. There will never be a a single person that forgets the tweet that came out that Jimmy Butler destroyed the Timberwolves' first team offense, the starters, with the second unit. That's always going to be there. Guys like James Harden came in, preseason didn't play, but he came in and played practice and played the first games of the season. Those those are guys that wanted to get traded. Ben Simmons, not so much. But here's here's the difference. You mentioned Butler. You mentioned Harden. You mentioned these guys who went and wanted to get traded. They didn't pout. They didn't sit there and 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 act like a petulant child. They showed up. They went to practice. They played hard in practice. They played in the games. Ben Simmons has not. Ben Simmons sat there and pouted and and moaned like a child and acted like a toddler. So he got treated like a toddler. And I'm glad that Doc Rivers sent him home. Should send him home. They should they should honestly just do what Detroit did with Blake Griffin. You don't want to be here. We don't want you to be here. Go home until we trade you. Period. I, see, I saw a report where Jay Williams said the Sixers should pay Ben Simmons to stay away. I saw that, oh. and I and I and when it first, when it first hit me, I said, I, I, "I'm still I'm still against it," but I didn't get it at first. I'm like, "Why would you want to pay him not to be there?" But then now it's starting to make sense because this goes back to what you said earlier, Chris. We like. He should never step foot back in Philly. And I told you, yeah, he should. And I still believe he's still doing it because at this point, this might be his best way but, to get traded. But here's the thing. But I told you, I think he should play. But here's the, here's the problem. And this is what I said to you in that, that argument. Because how can he coexist with this team? If he's supposedly not speaking to people, he's aloof, he's by himself, he's being a he, – excuse my language, but he's being an asshole to people. He's being all these things that people – like, how can you have this guy coexist with this the rest of this team? Because it's Ben and everybody else. And apparently it's been that way for a while now. Because yeah. now you see what Embiid, Embiid's been very PR, you know, we want to have Ben back. We love Ben. We're better with Ben. Now you see what the real Embiid is. That man does whatever he wants. That's how Embiid feels. Because he feels as though, and he said it multiple times, They've coddled Ben. They they kowtow, you know, they 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 give Ben what he wants. We all bend over backwards for Ben's needs. Right? It's one thing if you're worth it, right? This makes me think about like when when TO, the whole TO and McNabb situation in Philly, right? TO was far was a far better player than Ben Simmons is. Yeah, he was a Hall of Famer by that time. Hall of, Fam- Hall of Famer before he even started doing sit-ups in his driveway. Yeah. But the problem with Ben Simmons is, and the, the difference between Ben Simmons and a situation like Terrell Owens, is, yeah, they both at a certain point wanted to go. Right? But one player showed up, and they got, you know, it was he showed up to work. Him and the team, you know, him and McNabb got into it, whatever the case may be. Then they sent Terrell Owens home. Ben Simmons comes around, sits here. Eh, 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 I don't really care. I really don't want to be here. You're making millions of dollars, and I get it. I've been places. I've been to jobs and places I don't want to be at. If you really didn't want to go, you should have you stuck to your guns 
and and forfeited the money if you really didn't want to be there. But you start, I mean, the pockets start hurting. Now you start, you start showing up. The um, problem is with this. The on, problem now, is the problem is that they, this beef has always been there with being Embiid and Simmons. We've we've always tried to say it hasn't been that big, but it's always been there. Where they're just they this might be the crux of their beef, where it's now like at a boiling point for Embiid. But they've never been like the bestest of friends, where they hang out when they go on places. Like we've never seen them go places like that. So again, when Embiid says I've never talked, I haven't talked to Simmons since he came back. I don't say he had. I believe him. I believe him wholeheartedly. I believe that Ben hasn't talked to anybody besides the G League training staff and maybe a couple of guys, like maybe a maxi or two. I don't, I don't see that being a, a disagreement. I think now that Ben Simmons is back, and he'll probably, he'll, he will be back Thursday's practice most likely. And then Friday, maybe he'll play the game. I doubt it because right now it says, a report came out that Ben Simmons says he wants to play, but he's not mentally there yet. Don't know when that will be. But he does, Ben Simmons knows, and Rich probably knows, that Ben needs to play to raise his stock up just enough, just a smidge. Cause he, it was, it was reported today that Ben Simmons will do whatever it takes to get out of Philly. Well, that's what's going to, that's the, whatever it's going to take. He's going to have to touch the court. He's going to have to, to feel bad, have his feelings hurt and embrace them boos and cries and embrace the, the chance that are going to come his way when he touches home court or, and this was something that, that came to my mind, Chris, is that Ben Simmons might not even consider playing home games. Like he'll want to play basketball games for the Sixers, but I think he'll only play the away games. That's what I've been saying. I've been saying this. He can't come into this. He cannot come into the Wells Fargo Center. He can't. He's going to get booed out the building. But it's you said he can't come back to Philly. He here now. He's back in practice. He, he at the stadium. We've we no, seen no, no, a guy. No. Yeah, we see he, some lone fans stand outside the stadium with the Sixers jersey. One, one lone practice. Fan. One practice. And he's not two practices. He's been at I'm two sorry. practices. You know, no. He's, he's been to two. He's done one. He's been at two practices. He's, yeah, he's only done one. He's completed one practice. He got kicked out the other one. And we'll probably see him on a Thursday practice, maybe. We'll see how that works. Maybe. He'll, he'll be in the facility now. He'll be there. When how he can they start? They cannot start him. I don't think you bring him off the bench. If you you play can't him. start Dog, you can't I don't know. start him. Because Doc's too committed to trying to, you know, Doc's a people. Fr- you can see it. Doc's listen, people. I don't care, but I don't care what Doc said. That Friday night game. Versus Brooklyn in Philadelphia on national television. They, the moment they announced the 6'10 point guard from Melbourne, Australia, he's going to get booed out the building. Like, I don't understand this. Yep. And now, but I think Rich is now preparing him mentally for it. They, they're going to have, he's, that's what he's trying to prepare himself mentally for is these boos. Because at the end of the day, he wants to get out. I don't think these are any boo. I think this is going to be like, catastrophically bad for Ben Simmons. I, I mean, as long as we're not seeing anything where it's stuff like, getting not, like glass ben, bottles thrown at him or something like that. I think it's Unless gonna be Ben Simmons comes out here and just starts shooting threes, which I don't believe it. I, no, I don't see it happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to get booed if it's going to be the same. But we, we knew that. You asked, me, you asked me last week, will Ben Simmons get booed? Absolutely. Will he continue to play? He's going. Rich Paul is telling him, you're going to have to. Like, wow. That, I don't think that's the, necessary, that's the necessary pulling, call. If he keeps pulling antics like this, the sentence is going to keep suspending him. Conjure, which, uh, conjure, yep. And then, again, that'll title up this money that he's not trying to lose, which they'll probably try and fight this one incident out where they'll probably say, uh, the sentence will plead this was detrimental to the team's conduct, et cetera, et cetera, where he can plead out and say, 
No, it wasn't he? Like I told him no to sign. Like, he'll probably try and fight this. Yeah, yeah no, no, fight. no, 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 no. We, we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened. Yeah, because we, we don't know what actually happened. In the, we just heard what reported is Ben's, uh, Doc Rivers asked Ben Simmons to join the drill. Doc said no. Ben yeah, we. Refused. So Whatever. if that's like the whole thing, then that, that Rich and Ben will try and get this. They will try to recoup this. Money. How? How? But how though? But if it keeps piling up, how they just gotta. Go to the M- they just gotta go to arbitration. How can the money. NBA the NBA can't say yeah you can just say no in practice and not do sh-. this NBA has a has a well they here. they'll tell you this wasn't suspension worthy. That's all the NBA can they tell you. Was they don't know what happened. The NBA wasn't there. Adam Silver that's what they'll they'll investigate what happened. happened again. They investigate what happens. They'll yeah. see that if this wasn't detrimental conduct to really hurt the team or him just arguing with a coach or him if he like he didn't curse at the coach when more details come out potentially if any more do. And they say he didn't argue or curse. He just said no, and he was nonchalant. And Doc was just like, "Yo, I'm fed up." Doc was like the one that enticed him, said, "You got to go." The the league, if they have to step in, will say this was a suspension worthy. How do you know that? Then we'll get the bread back. How do you know? Or it go the other way, or it go the other way. But this this has happened. To other players are all all the time. NFL, baseball. But this NBA, is not. This, but this is not NFL. No, 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 no. Baseball. I'm saying the practice stuff. This stuff happens where exactly, dude, but this dudes getting the fist fights in the NFL practices all the time. Not- this is not the NFL. This is not the MLB. This Who's is the NBA. NBA practices. Yeah, like, I understand that. Is, and they, they, stay, they stay there and they'll get suspended. So, again, this is the situation where the NBA can't let Ben Simmons. They have to be careful because now anybody who just wants to get out of their contract or get off a team can just do a Ben Simmons. And they this, have is, to, this, this they is a tough situation where you know Rich and Ben might fight on this. And this is a tough situation for both the league because you can't choose an t- organization over the player because that shows you. that shows that that's a bad precedent for the new for the players. If Adam Silver is the only is going to choose an organization over the players, it shows a bad it's precedent. Always, first of all, it's always been organization over the players. They, in, they in this to, in this instance, wanna, when you have this type of practice where you just have reports out, it, if they want to collectively bargain in the CBA. And then they can they can fight for that. Well, that'll it's happen. Always, this Ben incident will have the CBA changed more than likely. The CBA is going to change. It's about organization over players. And it's going. And it, it's even going. It's going to be more in the forethought. It's going to be even more likely now because the CBA will change this. The, the way this Ben Simmons outcome happens, depending on how it turns out, the CBA is more than likely going to change because now owners are going to look at this situation just like you already brought up two minutes ago. This situation will change for players. Guys on rookie extensions, if they just want out, if they could do this to get out, then they're going to start doing it. Here's the problem. And here's another thing that, that really bothers me is because now the Ben Simmons thing was, oh, the plan wasn't for the Sixers to be this good this fast. Uh, we, we oh, wasn't you, you, you brought it up. You had to mention uh, that. Uh, uh, we wasn't prepared to be, be successful. What? what? Yeah, so wait, 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 wait a second. Wait a second. So the, now the problem is, we was too good, so it didn't allow me enough time to learn how to take a jump shot. But before it was Doc Rivers, and before that was Joel Embiid, and before that it was the fans, and before that it was because I only spent one year at LSU, and before that it was because I was from Australia. Like it's always something with this guy. Like, <laughs> I don't think always, he's ever, it's think never he's ever blamed his whole origin. It's for. never, it's never accountability toward Ben. I have to get better. I have to do this. And I'm, I get it. He didn't, he wasn't the one throwing pointing fingers at Joel. And he wasn't pointing fingers at Doc. And he, he wasn't doing that stuff. But he never once said, I have to be better. Embiid said it. Doc said it. Everybody on this team said, We have to do better. Tobias, Tobias Harris wrote soliloquies on Instagram. 
Everyone's saying, yeah, we have to do better. We have to be better. Except for Ben Simmons, who does the same thing like clockwork every year. It's uh, put up good numbers in the, in the regular season, all-star appearance, fizzle out in the playoffs, propaganda on Instagram. He's taking jump shots. He's doing things in transition, all this other good stuff, right back to where we are regular season. It's the cycle of life. Man, I'm sorry. Like, he's, he's addicted he's, to it. He's gotten. He has not gotten better on offense. He's an average finisher at best. Put a little put a little contestion up there. He's not going to be as great. Like he might. He got a little hook shot, little push shot, whatever. Give him a transition. He'll throw, he'll throw it down in transition, whatever. He has no game outside of the paint. And he doesn't even have a, a post game. So what? What good is he? What good I, is he? He's I, I a six ten. Like he's a six ten Rondo. Except uh, Rondo will shoot. Six ten Rondo. He has six ten younger Draymond Green. Draymond yeah. will shoot. Yeah, but that's what he is, though. It's like again, the the Ben Steph. All these got all if, these guys we've mentioned. Always all, all these guys we've mentioned shoot. I'm just. I, I just, just want to know. Matisse Thybul is probably the second worst player on the Sixers. Oh wow. Second, second worst offensive player on the Sixers. Oh, all right. and, what, and what does Matisse Thybul do? Shoot. I mean, he's he's gonna have to. But again, what does Ben Simmons refuse to do? What, what is what is what are you? What and is I don't, this? And I'm, hold on. Where are you going? I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. I'm on. I'm on a roll. I'm. I'm this is. Just, let, let me get it off my chest. And I keep hearing about how great he is in this one particular game against Gobert when OMB was out. And I said it, I said it myself that his best game was, was without MB because he needs to be in the paint. The problem is you can't build around Ben Simmons as your primary ball handler and your primarily your best player on offense. It's not happening. I say all that to say ship this guy as far away from the city of Philadelphia as humanly possible. If there's a team on Mars, I'll take the alien for Ben Simmons. <laughs> um to go back to that point you had made about the Ben Simmons, well, it was reported that he was upset about getting drafted by the Sixers, knowing that they got good so fast. Again, you can make that argument saying you get it because most rookies that come in as number one picks go to bad teams. Okay, sure. He said it was about learning how to make the mistakes and then growing as a player. Well, I've never heard somebody so opposed to winning before because I get it. You got there. He was hurt his rookie year. Maybe if he actually wasn't hurt and got to play that rookie season, he would have made those mistakes. But then when he came in that first season, we locked him into a third seed. Like it was, it was amazing. We had a, just that good of a team. And then I would like, if that doesn't, I don't think that stops your development. It shouldn't that you're winning games. You should be excited as a rookie to come in and win. But Benson's a different mentality. Chris has already mentioned it. Then what we got Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, Made it to conference semis, lost by, by rim out, put his pension going to the finals. Um, again, you're winning, you're winning basketball. I've never heard somebody so adamant on wanting to go to a losing team or wanting to be part of a team that's losing to, I, I, I guess, is to build a better character or not even not build a better character, be a better player. When most yeah, because there's come no in, expectations. There's, and again, there's no expectations, but again, most players that come into the league as rookies, number one picks, two picks, three picks, whatever pick. They're coming in to get better as a player, but the crux of it is to win a championship or to to, to help that to elevate your team that was that bottom C team to get you. 
you want them to be better. Like that's that, that's like their real goal when you when they see their pressers or the interviews, they come in and like, yo, I want to help my team get to the playoffs. I want to help my team with a chip. I want to help. Like those are the mentalities you have. And it's like Ben came in and is just like, I want to help me get better so I can leave this team and then you know make my money and get traded, et cetera, et cetera. And then I'm hearing these, you hear these things where there's like the city of Philadelphia and they embrace him. We've embraced him to the fullest. But the Chris you guys are hearing now was not this Chris a year ago. It wasn't. It this wasn't. dude, Chris, I was checked out of Ben Simmons literally the same time I checked out of Brett Brown. Because let's be honest, Ben got Brett fired because that's how loyal this team was to Ben. Ben got Brett fired, but I thought Brett should have been and going Brett, anyway. And Brett bended over backwards for Ben Again, they caught him, but I thought Brett should have been going anyway. I didn't, and that was just me. That was uh, my basketball analysis. I saw the rotation Brett, running the Brett scheme. Wouldn't, Brett wouldn't have blew a 3-1 lead to Atlanta. He probably wouldn't even made it past the Wizards without Embiid. I don't know. Brett was, was not great. Brett, of a coach. Brett wouldn't have blew a three-one week like, to Atlanta. Brett's not that great of a coach. But again, I, still, I digress. Still wouldn't digress. have blew a three-one week to Atlanta. I digress. Oh, uh, Ben got Brett going, but Brett, I was off that train a long time ago. Brett and it and Ben, I was off the train. I saw where it was headed. I I didn't think it was going to come to this point. I thought we was going to get the Harden thing that didn't work out. I thought we was going to get whatever. But now we're at this point. And I talked to, I'm going to tell you guys, the audience listening, I do not see Ben getting traded until at least December. I don't. It doesn't matter what he does. I don't see, I don't see him playing. I don't, I don't even, I, playing, don't play, what, I don't care what he does. Daryl Morey, Elton Brand are going to hold out and wait to see how this league transpires. Segwaying into the next segment, the NBA is officially starting. Teams are now playing basketball. Teams that have, are still interested in Ben, because there are still a lot of teams interested in Ben, now they're going to have to play and see where their team ends up by December. If let's say, for instance, a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves that Hemi 76 had brought up a couple weeks ago says goes, let's say, a good five and ten by December. Well, now I think they're more inclined to make the deals that the Sixers are looking for. Same thing with the potential Washington Wizards, same thing with the Sacramento Kings. Damon Lillard has already come out in an article by The Athletic by Shams Carney saying that he will not be leaving the Portland Trailblazers. That could potentially change. Highly unlikely, but hey, anything's possible in the NBA. But right now, I'm just going to really throw it out there. I do not see Ben getting traded until December. Daryl Morey's ready for war, and he, he looks like this battle, he's been prepping this battle for a minute. So we're just going to have to see how it goes now. But this, this, the best of his drama is not going to end no time soon. I'm just. I'm hoping we just get a week off, Chris. That's all I'm hoping for. Maybe next week we get a week off. Uh, good luck. Moving on to someone else, I don't really want to talk about your boy. Your boy, Russell Westbrook. Hall of Famer. Him, Carmelo Anthony. LeBron. I they played the game. They all. They did. LeBron was hot. Took on. Yeah. Whew. on Golden State and lost to Golden State. I told people about Golden State. I think they're gonna make some noise in the West this year. Wait till Clay come back. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be something. Jared, talk to me a little bit about, about what you saw in that Lakers Warriors opening night game at Staples. I saw, oh man, it was just they just couldn't stop the shooting. The Warriors were lights out. And when I say lights out, they knew they're missing. They shoot so they shoot so many threes. It's crazy. Jordan Poole had a good game. Steph played pretty good, triple-double, but it was just like the shooting just could not be contained. Russ was just not great. I think he had a plus-minus of minus 23, 
which again, if you look at it in hindsight, 2020, if Russ had had a good game, he still might've been in, the, in a minus category for his plus minus because just, just the type of player he is. Then when, even when he has good games and they win, his, his plus minus just isn't as high as you want it to be. But it wasn't that great of a game. I didn't like some of the rotations that Frank Vogel ran, especially when I got to see Russ and Rondo on the court at the same time. I was not a fan. Mm-hmm. I just was not a fan of that. I didn't like the shooting. But a lot of the shots were, to, were just like shots that you know he'll make, especially in probably the next game. Like some of the layups were just layups that literally just came off the front row. Like they were just good layups that just rolled out. And then you're just like, okay, it's first game. You're working with your new team. You're trying to get involved. This first game, you're going to see what happens. But LeBron and AD did exactly what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They, they played really good basketball. Carmelo came off the bench, did his job, played good basketball. I think Lakers shooting is going to be a must. And not just shooting from the three-point line. The free throw shooting is going to have to be something they work on. Andy Davis at around, I think, the start of the fourth quarter was 5 for 10 for the free throw line. It's 50%. LeBron James might have been 2 for 7. It's not great. That is not great. That, this is something that LeBron has worked on through his career. He had gotten really good at it when he went to around the Miami Heat and the Cavs. He was shooting around, what, the 72%, 73% sweet spot? Mm-hmm. And now it's dropped back down to the 60s. And him, Russell, and AD as the big three that this team is supposed to have, shooting free throws is going to be a must for this team. They're all three going to shoot free throws. And if they can't knock them down at a consistent rate, it's going to be a problem. I agree. I agree. that They have, they have a little bit they – have, they have so little wiggle room right now. They need to be able to 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 hit these you know hit these shots and hit these gimmies. LeBron James started off like six for six, you know, and you have this game where he was as hot as he he needed to be in, for the first three quarters. Like he was kind of running out of gas a little bit, you know, which he gets his, his win together in that fourth quarter. Because going into the fourth quarter, he had a you know he had a positive plus minus, ended with a negative plus minus. So I think that um, <clears throat> you know once we kind of get the season moving a little bit forward and once all these guys are kind of getting into a rhythm, I think this team will be successful. I don't know if they're going to be uh, top three in the West successful. I don't know about that yet, but I think that this team can definitely make some noise and be a formidable opponent for anybody moving forward. Yeah. It's again, it's first game. Like Chris, I don't know if you saw it on Instagram after the Warriors game where they're like, we back, mm-hmm. we back. And it's just like, Oh man, you would have thought they had made it to the finals this Warriors hype I'm seeing. I'm, I think the Warriors are going to be a good team. I told you, I don't, I think they're not going to be a good team. I just think right now, until I see what Clay looks like back, I'm not fully in on the Warriors being that superb conference finals team. I think they're just a good team right now. I think they're a good team too. I don't, I mean, obviously we have to wait and see what's going on, what's going to end up being the, the crux of this team. But I think that there are a lot of people who, who, who counted them out. Um, shouldn't have. I think it's going to be a little bit too early to tell. Uh, the, the other game that happened last night, the, the defending champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo's Milwaukee Bucks taking on the, the Nets without Kyrie, Harden, and KD. And they just kind of, like, they just got, they got blown out the water quickly. Like, it was, it was. Yeah, it, it, was, it was bad. Quick. And it's not James Harden fizzled out in the second half. But it was Joe Harris still hasn't at least he finally started hitting some threes because I, I believe um Joe Harris had knocked down a three in a game after that Buck semifinals. He wasn't knocking, he had knocked down a three since game three, I believe. Like that's how bad Joe Harris had been shooting the ball. So at least he knocked some shots. But the Nets, man, Chris, Patty Mills, I think, shot seven for seven from the three-point line. Mm-hmm. 
like phenomenal. Paul Millsap and Marcus Aldridge did not look good. They did not. They looked like they even won. They didn't look like they belonged on the court. They were dragging their feet along. Again, yeah. it's early, but oh man. Um, the Nets without Kyrie, it, it's looking like this. Te- this is still a team I think is going to potentially win out the East. Like you have James Harden and Katie. This is not going to be in every game occurrence, yeah. but that distraction you could tell loomed on their heads a little bit. It did mm-hmm. because I think if the Kyrie had played that game, it had been a stoppage for the fact that the Bucks were out rebounding them so heavily mm-hmm. because Kyrie would have been able to create things to score in ways that they, when Harden was on the floor, when Kitty was on the floor, they needed. Right. But the Bucks were good. Giannis with a jump shot is deadly. I saw the other day, there was a betting line that said Giannis might shoot 35% from three-point line this season. Crazy. And I was telling you, Chris, I think I, I said, they said there was a bet that was like Giannis over 0.53. And I was like, oh, you got to go in on that. Because Giannis only came on the court, pulled a three. And I'm like, oh, this is money. He was shooting post fades, did a couple pick and pops. I'm like, oh, no, what is this? This is a different player now. It is. And then you could tell they just gel so well. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. I like that Grayson Allen's on the team. He kind of fits the system now that Dante Vincenzo is coming back from injury. It's nice. You got to see his brother, Thad, play a little bit because Bobby Portis was out. But, man, they looked good. They dominated in a way that you're like, this is why they won the finals. This is why right now they are the reigning champs and the best team in the league. Like, it was good. I definitely agree. You know, they look solid. They look crisp. Um, they definitely, you know, put it, put the pedal to the metal from the, from the get-go, from the tip. Um, I think that this team, you know, for whatever I thought about Milwaukee last year, uh, they went and won the they went and won the championship. They went and won the final. So this team is definitely formidable. So you have to really, yeah, you got to pay him respect, and you got to pay homage to a guy like Giannis who takes the time to get better, who has continual growth in his game, developing a jump shot. Now, the jump shot isn't consistent. You know, we'll see if it's consistent or not, you know. Hey. He's definitely gotten better. It's, it's Each year. Mm-hmm. Looks, looks more fluid, looks more crisp, you know. And for a guy who doesn't have a quote-unquote jump shot, he won a title because he was able to hit the clutch shots at the right times. He wasn't scared to take the shots. He wasn't scared. To, to have the ball in his hands when it mattered most. Yes, that's all a thinly veiled shot at a certain Australian. Don't I don't ever want to hear the comparisons between Giannis and Ben Simmons ever. Ever. <laughs> like ever. Giannis, Giannis did what you're supposed to do in that situation. You continually get better. You shut up, you get better. You don't pout, you don't moan, you don't act like an asshole to people. Like you get better, like period. Don't say you don't tell me. Tell me you in the gym doing nothing. Because <laughs> that's Ben Simmons in the gym doing nothing. What are you doing? What? Is, somebody tell me what Ben Simmons gotten better at. In the I don't know period. how you. I don't know how you got back to this conversation. Because about the more ben I was talking about how great, I, I, how much I respect Giannis, it kind of brought me back to how much I hate Ben Simmons. I mean, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Giannis is a two-time MVP. Answer the, answer the question. Answer the year. question. Can, you can tangibly see all the ways that Giannis has gotten better in the last five years, right? Yeah. Is Can you say the same about the Australian guy? Besides defense? No. No. Nah. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Because like That's, he's always been a passer, so it's just so, defense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just making sure. Go ahead and uh, let's move on to the NFL. 
<laughs> All right, let's, let's get it. Because right now, NBA games have started. My, the, our Sixers are playing, I believe, the New Orleans Pelicans. I, I'm, 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 I think a W is happening, Chris. I think we get a W even without Ben. Zion's out, unfortunately. The knee injury. I'm excited. Get to see Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid is going to average another 30 piece this season. I do too. I hope so. I think I'm excited for because what this is the ESPN Celtics Knicks game. Mm. It's scary that I'm actually thinking the Knicks are going to be like a like I knew they were going to be a good team last year or a solid team. I think they're going to be a better team this year. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Like I think they're going to be a better team this year. It's crazy. I think they're going to be better than the Celtics. I think they might win this game out, but. The tonight's game I'm the most excited for is Suns Nuggets. Before we go to NBA, I, I'm sorry, we're supposed to go to NFL, but I just want to say the Suns Nuggets game mm-hmm. as this rematch game to the, the semifinal sweep. I'm a little excited for it because I'm like, MPJ just got his contract extension, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he kind of, in my opinion, he, he let me down a little bit in that semifinals where that was just shot to be like that second go to guy. Mm-hmm. And he fizzled out a little bit. In this I mean, game, they all I need him to step up. Beyond, beyond, I, I can't say Jokic fizzled out. I can't say it. Jokic was yeah, 25, Jokic. 10, and 7. Beyond, Yo- beyond Jokic, all of those guys fizzled out. Yeah, again, that's what I'm saying. But I think this game, I know, I know this guy, the Suns have this kind of like whole, and it might not be a conflict for the Suns, but a conflict for Aiton where he didn't get the extension. He didn't. He won 172 million. He didn't get it. That's going to be lingering a little bit. That kind of ruins a little chemistry. But Chris Paul got paid and Kel Bridges got paid. They just paid Landry Shannon. I don't know, but I'm really I, I know Jamal Murray's not back, but I think this is gonna be a good game. The Suns and Nuggets, I just really think it's gonna be a good game. I'm early in on Nicole Jokic. Like let y'all guys know and the, there's listening. I did draft Nicole Jokic number one in fantasy. So I, I, I got a lot, I got a lot in on him. So I'm riding, I'm riding with him this season. I am. I hear you. I hear you. NFL? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take, take me, take, take me to the promised land. <laughs> Moving on to the National Football League, let's talk about a couple of games that we, we saw last week. Jared, one game in particular I definitely want to talk about. I know you want to talk about whether or not this team was actually legit, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. It's gotta, I, hate, I hate it, too. I hate it, too. It's Jared, not talk, fun. Do, you, do you think that the Cowboys are legit? Yeah, I do. Unfortunately, I do. Because, like, it's not just about – the team, I, I like what they have as a roster, but this is just about level competition that they played. They like this schedule was is this it's just a, such a beautiful schedule for a team that can easily win out a division that has a weak division. Mm. I believe the best the, the the hardest team they're going to play this season now after the Patriots is going to be the Chiefs. I believe in November the Raiders, and then the Cardinals. Those are the three hundred teams I think they play, and then after that it's about what the Vikings, the Broncos, Falcons. What Washington twice, Giants, and then the Eagles again? Like, oh man, this is easily for them a potential 10, 11 and six season. Mm. And I'm just like, that's that's good. And it, I, I might be wrong; they might go higher than that. But like, that's just a they look really good. The defense, Trevon Diggs looks phenomenal in secondary. And when I say that, as like he still gets beat on routes, like he he he's not a, a man-to-man coverage guy. He just he's a he's, very he's going he's going he's going he's going to gamble on some routes. He's going to gamble, but he's a ball hawk. He just he, he got to have the intuition where he's just ready. He gets the ball, and I think right now I think he's defensive player of the year. If the season was the end of day, just what he's doing in takeaway. I think he's an NFL takeaways, but oh man, they defense look good. Randall Gregory looks good when Demarcus Lawrence get back. Hopefully that D line. Can keep it together, but the offense looks good. Zeke is back in form. Pollard looks like that. Uh, 
Uh, and I, no, Zeke, uh, Zeke looks relatively good enough where uh, that one-two uh, combo with him and Paul looks good. Listen, listen, I was, I was with you. I was. You don't, like the, you don't like that Zeke looks good. Zeke does not look good. You don't think so? No. I don't know. I mean, I, but I looks, see looks good. I'm like Zeke looks very tentative at times. He doesn't. He doesn't move with the same explosiveness as he did. Like it's not the same Ezekiel Elliott from from four or five years ago. It's not the same guy. Not saying I don't, I don't guy, think anybody's saying. Not saying this guy is bad by any stretch of imagination. He's an average running back. The gap between average. him, the gap between him and Tony Pollard is not as 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 significant. Yeah, as the rise of Tony Pollard has been. I don't think it's. I don't think it's the rise of Tony Pollard. I think it's just the fall of Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, you think so? Oh man, I think it's more of the right. I think Tony Pollard just has emerged oh. as a very good running back at the, at the as oh. a secondary running back. Secondary running back. What does Tony Pollard sure. do, do do differently now that he did than he did years ago? I think it's the way always, he breaks, the way he reads the line of scrimmage now, the way he breaks through the runs. He's always been a change of pace back. It's because Zeke Zeke used to be so far ahead of this guy, and now he's not. And it's not because Tony Pollard caught up so much. It's because Zeke fell back so much. Mm. But I, I mean, maybe I think that he's having a pretty good year. I mean, that game against the Patriots, he had what sixty nine rush yards, fifty receiving yards. That's a solid. Yeah, but how much? How much? How much did he leave on the table? That a lot. First? No, he did. He did. He, I think that was a game he should have had five and a half. He should have been averaging five and a half yards a carry. That fourth, that fourth down in the beginning of the game where they went for it and he couldn't get it. Like yeah, there's, there's times where he just leave, he leaves a lot on the table. Like he gets he gets enough, but at some point you're not going to be able to get. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you leaving so much on the table. So what I like right now for the most for Dallas is the way Dak has been playing football. That looks good. Like it's, it's not, it's not hard to say. Dak was good. Four hundred forty-five yards, three touchdowns, an interception, and a fumble. That fumble was at the goal line when you do, you know, uh, QB sneak. I, I'm not mad at that play call. Um, Kellen Moore, he's making good. He calling good plays. He does. He calls good plays. Like. He's way above what Jason Garrett was at calling plays. The problem, yeah. the problem with the Cowboys, and I know, I know you, you're, you were getting there, but I just want to get off the Cowboys. Uh, you, you, uh, yeah. uh, say, you can say it. Say his name. Mike McCarthy. There it is. Say his name. Hey, that's the problem. Mike McCarthy got some, got some, got some questionable decision making. Is he even does he even make decisions? Is he? Oh, yeah. he's just a face at this point. No, I name. mean on the field, he's the coach, but like, he, what else? What did he really do? He's second guessing, like, like. What's the, what are we second guessing here? What's the you know the clock management? Why are you calling timeout? Like there's there's a lot of like questionable decisions by McCarthy that I don't think like I think they're going to rear their ugly head at the worst time for the Cowboys. Honestly, if you can, re- Chris, I think if, I don't know if you'd admit it or not, but if you could say if this team was just run by Dan Quinn, Kellen Moore, it'd be you. I don't think we'd have any problems with it. I don't think we'd have any problems. I mean, besides the fact that it's the Cowboys. Yeah, besides the fact that was, would you have any problems with it? I mean, listen. Because I think Mike McCarthy's the one that's really holding the back. I think he is. He doesn't know clock management or anything. He's like, it's just, it's I just certain the, things that you're just like, what? Well, I think the problem, I think the problem with the Cowboys ultimately is going to be that they won't, they will find a way to get in their own way. Oh, yes, please. That's what I'm waiting for. So, we'll see. We'll see. It's just it's all it is. So, moving on. We're going to recap a little bit of the, the games from week six and also predict games in week seven. So, Jerry, you know how we start. We always start with the Thursday night game. Denver and Cleveland. But Cleveland's missing. Baker, Chubb, Hunt, probably OBJ. Case Keenum is starting. 
I said that I said the them, you know, this this Broncos team was a top four team in the AFC. Yeah. But if all those guys are going to be out and Keenum's going to be, let's say Baker's out for the year with this shoulder injury, the AFC, the AFC North could be wide open. Um, don't sleep on Case Keenum now. Don't do that. Don't sleep on Case Keenum. Case Keenum not let's be honest, because Case Keenum was nice. He was he's the one that got the Vikings as far as they did in the playoffs that year. Kirk hasn't it, seen it since. Was it him? Kirk, Kirk hasn't what? seen the playoffs. Uh, stop it. Kirk was hasn't it, gone that far with the was it, Kirk, was it Case Keenum? Yes. Because if they tackle Stephon Diggs in, in, in bounds like they should have, and the New Orleans doesn't blow that game. Case Keenum made a good throw, though. Case Keenum made, like, Case Keenum made a good throw. Derek, like, you could have made that throw. I hope, I wish I could, but Case Keenum made a good throw. Case Keenum played good football because Kirk went down middle of the season, and Case Keenum got them where they need to go. Kirk hasn't gotten them there since. Maybe this is the year for Kirk, but right now, Case Keenum would have probably been the better bet. Wait, 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 wait. Kirk Cousins was not there in that team in 2017. I thought he got hurt. Sam Brett, I think he that, got confused. That was a referee here? Oh. Confused with, with all the confused that played this type of same way. My fault. My fault. But I, I think I think if OBJ plays, Chris, because is it a for sure that OBJ is not playing this Browns game? Uh, is that confirmed? Not confirmed, but it doesn't look likely. If he, did, OB- he did have, he did suffer a shoulder injury. Okay, but he came back though. So if OBJ plays, I think the Browns win. OBJ doesn't play, I think the the Broncos win. But the oh, it's crazy that even without Baker, the Browns are still favorites to win this game. Is it is that just how much? Is it more so the fact that teams are, or analysts are just underlooking the Broncos, or is it just how much faith they have in the Browns defense? I think it's because more- of the fact that Teddy threw three picks. I think it's more so the, the underrated. I think the, I think the, the, it's like, well, is Baker that good? Okay. And it's like, what's the really significant? Like I talked about with Pollard and Zeke, what's the difference between Keenum and Baker Mayfield? We'll so because like, a lot of people who argue that Baker Mayfield is is average, you know, I think he's an above average quarterback. I think he's good. I think he's above average quarterback, but there's a lot of people who think he's average. But there's a lot of people who think, like, if you put anybody else in that driver's seat on that team with those weapons and with that offensive line, they would, they would they would, they would, be as good or better. Another, yeah. thing, another thing we're not mentioning is Jedrick Wells um, is out. on the, you know, Both tackles are out, excuse me, for the, for the Broncos. So both – I mean, for the Browns. So both bookend tackles are out for Cleveland. Yeah, it's a lot. Like, that's a lot. lot. So I'm wondering that's – why, that's why I asked you, who are you going with? I got Denver. You got Denver, and then I, why? I why Denver. is it that betting odds have them? It's still, it's two? still, like, it's, that's still weird. it's still them coming on the road, short week. Um, I, I feel like it's just the Teddy thing. Teddy has just after the first two games, which were against what the Jets and the Giants, Teddy hasn't looked good. Yeah, but Cleveland three interceptions last week against the Raiders. Cleveland really didn't look good. I, I called the Raiders, by the way. <laughs> Cleveland didn't really look good versus Arizona either, you know. So I think it's two teams that's looking to kind of get get back to where they where they want to be. I think Cleveland is still better, but I think that they're 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 a lot of injuries, and I wouldn't be surprised if Denver wins this game on the road. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Denver too. I'm gonna say this though: if OBJ plays, I would not be surprised if this is OBJ's first hundred yard game of the season. Uh, next game. Uh, a team that I was wrong about. 
Kansas City Chiefs. Wait, 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 wait. Go say that one more time. You, you was wrong about what? I was wrong about this team. All right. I was wrong about the Tennessee Titans. It's okay. I'll admit it. I'll admit okay. it. I was wrong last week. I thought that Buffalo would prove to be the better team. So for whatever reason, Buffalo struggles against Kansas City and it struggles against Tennessee. Because most of the majority of their losses in the last couple of years are to either Tennessee or to Kansas City. So I think that, you know, Tennessee showed up at home. They played hard. Tannehill made some good throws. Derrick Henry ran hard. Uh, Buffalo at the end for going forward instead of kicking the field goal. I think if they get that, I think if they, if they convert, they win. So Tennessee made it made a, a defensive stand when it mattered most, but I was wrong about Tennessee. I won't be wrong this week. Give me Kansas City. Ha! I knew it was going there. And honestly, I'm with you on that. I, I had Kansas City too. Um, Julio went down again. And I, it, maybe it's because the Titans brought him back too soon, but he pulled his hamstring again. I think he still plays this week, to be honest. I really do. I think they're going to massage it. I used to do everything I do, but this is a good matchup if Julio does play. But, man, I, I, I like the Chiefs this one. I really do. Because Ryan Tannehill let me down. I need 236 yards. He gave me 220. No, 216. Let me down. Don't ever bet on Tannehill. Next game, Washington and Green Bay. Green Bay coming off a big win in, in Chicago. Aaron Rodgers telling the Bears that he still owns them. He's always owned them. Jared, do you see Green Bay getting another win versus Washington? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know what's going on with Washington, and it's not that I don't know what's going on with their offense. I don't know what's going on with the defense. This is a defense that, Chris, when we first started this pod, when we first started the season of the podcast, we're talking about the NFL. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to be better. They weren't. They so, weren't. They haven't. Been. I'm with Green Bay on this one. Two teams that's really been. I am as well. Two teams that's really been moving in a positive direction this year: Cincinnati, Baltimore. <sighs> Dang, you go first. This is hard for me. I have Baltimore at home. I think that they're going to try to play caught control, run the ball. They, you know, they, they, they do run the ball extremely well. Um, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think Cincinnati definitely will come to play, though. Uh, I, I got Buff, uh, Baltimore in a tight game. I'm going to give it to Bengals only because I think the Ravens just lost their left tackle. Stanley? Stanley? Ronnie Stanley. Stanley, yeah, I believe they just lost him. I think that hurts them. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Next game, Carolina struggling. Looking to get their mojo back, taking on the New York Giants. Oh, give me Carolina. Oh, God, the Giants are washed. Same. Uh, Atlanta, Miami. Miami definitely – Miami looks to be in more trade talks than maybe acquired Deshaun Watson, maybe. Atlanta, eh. Miami uh, did just lose in London. Is, I don't, have you seen any reports on Xavier Howard or Brian Jones? No. Give me the Dolphins. Alrighty. But if Byron Jones don't play, then I don't know. I, I'll tell you the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins. Jets, Patriots. Give me the Patriots easily. Eagles, Raiders. Eagles coming off a, a game that shouldn't have been as close as it was to Tampa Bay. Raiders coming off a big win in Denver. This is the first game back in Vegas um, since John Gruden had, had resigned. Who you got, Jerry? Give me the Eagles. Book it. 27-22. Uh, uh, I, I got a score for I, you now. Give me I the got, Eagles. I got the Eagles, too. Lions, Rams. Give me the Rams. Big. Big. Chris, big. They in the 30s. Detroit. Detroit's going to cover. 
the God. What's, what's the spread the, on that? I don't know. I don't care. The Goff revenge game, the Stafford revenge game. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot closer than you think. You think it's going to be high scoring? Well, I said thirties for yes. the Rams. So yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Bears, Buccaneers, Justin Buccaneers Fields. Easily. Justin Fields taking on Tampa Bay. I think I got Tampa Bay on that one. Yeah, not even. Yeah, easily Buccaneers. Houston, Arizona. <laughs> Give me the Cardinals. Is that was most no quarterback or retired quarterback? Doesn't really matter. <laughs> That's what to know. The Sunday night game: Carson Wentz and the Colts taking on the 49ers. Give me the Colts because I don't. I don't know if it's Jimmy G or Trey Lance is starting, but Trey Lance, he, he, I don't think he's ready yet. Yeah, I got the Colts as well. Carson's actually been playing really well. In our in our Monday night game, Saints Seahawks. Give me the Saints. I do have the Saints as well. I think Geno played. Gino played admirably on Sunday night, came up short at the end. You know, two great, two great defensive plays by TJ Watt. Uh, definitely saved Pittsburgh in that game. But uh, Gino's played well, but I don't think he's going to play that well on Sunday night. I got the Saints. No, no, no. Give me the Saints. Um, I like it. All right. All right. So, well, off these in. Money on the line. And listen, I, I had a, I had a parlay for y'all last week of, of Tennessee. Well, that's Wesley. Wesley. Not Tennessee. What? Uh, what I say, Vegas, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, who won, and Buffalo lost on Buffalo, but hey, two out of three. It was close, it was close. So, thank y'all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you like what you hear, tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. Make sure you follow us on all your favorite socials at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me on all your favorite socials at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore Jada Hughes. Definitely follow the podcast. We're now at 600 and think 28 followers, something like that, and growing over 600. So let's get us to 750 by Thanksgiving. Almost there. As always, let's get straight to the point. Let's do it. <laughs>